0: It's Triple M Aussie right around the country. Always a pleasure to have this man in studio, one of our great singer songwriters. Bill nice. Jamison from Grinspoon, tracks like Just Days. Lost
1: control.
0: lost control, one of my favourites.
1: Ready,
0: ready One, and without a doubt, one of the greatest Australian songs. Can't Ever written, Chemical Heart. He's back and Be somebody else. solo album on the way mid-year. Our first taste, of Somebody Else. I welcome Mr. Phil Jamison back into the studio. Good to see you, bro. Oh,
1: it's so nice to see you. It's Hello, so great, Matthew. man.
0: Hey, dude, congrats on this song, Be Thank Somebody you. Else. I love this track.
1: Oh, thank you. It's um, it's a fun little jam. I had a really good time making it. It's kind of, um, thank you for listening to it and playing it. Uh, it's nice to be back in the Triple M studios.
0: Dude, the structure's different about this song. I love how it goes. Is it like second verse, then it goes solo, then to a breakdown chorus? Like... It's arranged. Uh, we
1: open with a chorus. Who would have thought of that?
0: Hey, cheap tri- The Beatles. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So
1: we open with a chorus, into verse one, into chorus two, into verse two, into solo instrumental, into yep. breakdown, into something. Yeah, so it's sort of structurally a little a bit different from a, definitely a traditional rock song. But yeah, it's been a fun thing to definitely record. And I've been sitting on it for a
0: while. 2017, right?
1: Well, I started writing it back then, but then this recorded version I finished in August last year and I've had to listen to it 30,000 times. I bet. Um, and now it's out. So, and so far the response has been really lovely. Um I haven't had anyone yell at me about it. Uh, and I've done a cute little video clip where I get to... Uh, really flex my acting chops Dude. i play all different i play all different characters i.e somebody else so i'm a cinema attendant a motorcycle mechanic and a delivery lasagna delivery guy in the video it's super fun
0: things you could have been in another life we could only hope yeah. <laughs> hey dude and of course i reckon you're working with you know the best producer in the country on this track mr oscar dawson from holly holly
1: he's really 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 good i think there's a lot of personality involved also in producing yeah. so basically when you take someone when you take someone a song in it's kind of nerve-wracking you know mm. you're like you're kind of putting your testicles on a table and they can just crush them God. at any instance so it's kind of like you're it's kind of like you've being nude in front yeah. of oscar and he loved me nude and he kind of cuddled me and made the song better uh maybe a full body wax in some <laughs> in some instances so i felt you know he was you could really trust him with yeah. uh the material and he's not only is he great at uh obviously production and instrumentation and music um he was also just a really good hang yeah, so it
0: was really good how important is that as well just to get you know be with a producer where you it's, know, easy. It's, it's not awkward it's like good from the get go it's
1: the same as being in a band like yeah. you know I mean you, I know you can't stand Declan I love Declan but you have to pretend to like him when you're playing Launceston exactly and the, this and week, the, this month
0: and the flights too
1: well you just you you upgrade to business I've
0: heard <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> don't <laughs> What about, what's it like kind of, uh, I don't know, being in the studio and and not being with the other guys in the band, like doing everything solo, like, cause like, you know, it's, it's song, right? yeah. yeah, it's horrible. It's different, right?
1: Well, yeah. I think the thing about not being in the band is you can't really ask anyone else's opinion except for, Oscar's great, but like you can't go... Is the bass too loud or what do we think of this artwork or, um, just sort of the more menial tasks Mm. with you, you would like to fob off. Mm. Um, and obviously a lot of the playing is assigned to you. Um, I'm inherently lazy in the studio, unfortunately. So Oscar really had to whip me into shape.
0: We got there. It's a good thing as well. You know, kind of having to, are you looking at songs from a different perspective now? I don't know, kind of oh, doing it all by yourself? Oh, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, there's a lot more creative freedom, I think, in some ways. Uh, yeah, That also is a little bit scary because you don't know what's good and what's bad anymore.
0: You looking forward to playing these songs
1: live? Oh, yeah. Um, got a really, really great band, um, to tour with me, which is super exciting. And we're doing about nine shows in 14 days. Yeah. So it's going to be like the real old days again.
0: Easy piecing a band together, man. I suppose you've, uh, you know, you met enough musicians along the way.
1: No, I didn't. And I didn't know anyone because I'd, I've been in Grinspoon for 27 years. So I've never needed a drummer, uh, yeah. or a bass player. Cause I've had Joe and Chris. Um, so I, I've uh, managed to... F- Meet a chap named Richard Bradbeer, who's a great bass player who plays around the traps. And I rang him, uh, hoping that he'd be available, but he's playing with everyone. Um, And he introduced me to these chaps named Rob and Sam, um, who have been really, really great. Uh, So they're going to be joining me on the tour. Three-piece? Yeah, Power Trio. There might be a special guest on
0: guitar. Dude, I love that.
1: Um, There might be a secret special guest coming up on guitar, but I... Yet to confirm or deny that. Yeah.
0: So you started writing for this in 2017. How much of, you know, being in lockdown and stuff has made it onto the record? Do you know what I mean? Was, was it, there a bit of that in this one?
1: Uh, being in lockdown, like, oh, a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I honestly, it's a different, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I think that the songs were, yeah. I mean, what what was lockdown? 2020,
0: 2022? Yeah.
1: I mean, I kind of was in Port Macquarie, so we didn't have what you guys had here uh, yeah. in in the major metrop metropolis areas. So I'm going to say not heaps of it, to be honest.
0: Solo album too, but you're back playing shows with Grinners. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm
1: doing some Grinners shows. Like it's basically a lot of them are from 2020 that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. So I, yeah. so we're doing 2020 shows now. I think we're meant to be in Perth in. This month, actually, we're meant to be, if we're allowed to get into WA, we're doing a gig over there and then Gold Coast in May. And then, yeah, yeah so we're doing bits, we're doing Splendour in the Grass. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's little bits and pieces of Grinner stuff kind of scattered all over 2022, Yeah, uh, which is great. It's going to be fun, but it's not, I mean, it's obviously everyone's had their plans changed. So we're mm-hmm. just trying to make up lost ground.
0: How are you finding playing these shows to people who have been in lockdown? Are you getting a different energy from... People just, you know, getting such a joy out of going to a festival now. They haven't been able to do it for two or three years. A lot of musicians I'm getting in going, you know, people are just, you can just tell they're starved for live music.
1: Yeah, that was a, we did a show recently down Hastings Point, um, yeah. Spring Loaded Festival um, in Melbourne or yeah. in Victoria. And that was very palpable. Yeah. Um, you could see it, the joy on people's faces. It, mm. was, uh, it was a really good gig and um, felt like a warm cuddle. Yeah. And it was a really good gig and it was a beautiful venue and uh, the people were really lovely to one another. You know when a crowd really looks yeah. out for one another? Yeah. Um, I really felt that that day. Uh, so, yes, I think for us as well, like for us coming off stage and playing or being on stage and having that gratitude back as well.
0: Good segue yeah. to my next question. I saw something you put up on the socials. You are playing a solo show at somewhere and you are up standing playing a guitar on a on the, the table on the table what was that for
1: oh uh, i kind of I got that gag from a film called Anchorman. Ron Burgundy plays the jazz flute. In, during the film, he gets up on tables and um, plays the jazz flute and stamps his feet and smashes all the glass. Now, when I, do, when I play solo, I find it really difficult to get to any sort of crescendo because it's it's just me and a guitar. Yeah. So I figure the best way to let people know that it's finished is to jump all over the tables and smash everyone's glass. <laughs> so that's what you saw me doing was basically being <laughs> yeah. Ron Burgundy. Um, at a show, but yeah. yeah, it
0: was, uh, I,
1: I, it's a little trick I, I do, but I, I, it's totally from Anchorman.
0: Man, banter's got to be on point for solo shows, hey? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. And I'm terrible at it. Like <laughs> I ba- don't believe that. Well, my banter's getting a little bit better, no. but, um, you know, you, if you go and see a Tim Rogers solo show, you learn that the, he's very good at banter. I'm not the best talker, but I'm slowly getting better at it, but I try to, yeah, you, you, you do have to have a little bit of, um, you, you need to know how to chat. I yes, think I think, you've,
0: I think you're very good at it. <laughs> What have the Spring Loaded shows been like with those fans, man? With You and My, Jebs, Magic Dirt, Frenzel. Gurge. Yeah, dude. Screen Feeder. What a buzz.
1: Fos, yeah. Custard. The Meanies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, look, they've been unreal. Yeah. They've been really, really good. I haven't spent a whole lot of time there uh, due to just not wanting to catch the plague and, of course, you know, yeah. like trying to keep in this little bubble. But it's really nice to see everyone and just. Yeah, it's like basically home bake backstage um, again, Um, and uh, trying to get my band out of there at a a reasonable time. Yeah, they've been unreal, and it's you know it's testament to that maybe that era, not maybe not the era, but maybe those bands themselves. Mm. They've got such a great, so many great songs, and they can still play them live really, really well. So there's both of those things have been very clear to me. It's like wow, it's not like they've still got it. They never didn't not have it. It's just a nice reminder. You know what I mean? Um, I'm like, you still got it. I'm like, it never went away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those bands are, yeah, just their songs are, are really good. Can't keep a good song down.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, we're pumped for July when this album comes out, man. What's, uh, you can have an album launch party or something?
1: I had one yesterday at the Gem in Collingwood. Hell for you. yeah. There was only two people showed up. <laughs> so I was a bit lonely.
0: That was a single party. What about the album, <laughs> folks? <laughs> it
1: was definitely a single party because <laughs> I was single there at the Gem in Collingwood on my own. With Davy Lane, uh, both single. But we had... A, hey, that,
0: that's a good time.
1: We had a really fun time. Um, yeah, I guess the album launches will be at the Curtain in Melbourne. Yes. And um, I've never played that venue before, and sadly it is closing. So I really wanted to get a chance to play there. That's awesome, um, man. So that's why we're doing that venue. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to play... Most venues, or not most. I was lucky enough to play at the 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 art house in Melbourne as well before that closed, and also the Punter's Club. You know, you know those kind of venues. The Hopetown in Sydney, those kind of venues that are no longer with us. Um, and sadly, just recently, I've heard that the Cambridge is closing in in Newcastle. What the hell, right? I, I know, I'm, and uh, I'm, I'm that really one. that's really close to my heart that venue. So, yeah. Maybe the federal government could give less money to Hillsong. Just sure. a little thought,
0: nah, little thought. Nah. But I'm asking people, how good is it just to, to have your crew back on the road too? Like just seeing them working and doing their thing. Like they've had it tough.
1: It is nice to see. Well, now they, now you can't get them because they're all working for Tash Sultana. Nah. Everyone's going overseas. Nah. Well, I'm really happy for the crew that they're working in. It was really lovely to see them all. But then, you know, one of them gets back, he's like, I've got COVID. I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad I didn't touch you, yeah. you filthy animal. <laughs> um, but um, no, it's really great to see. Oh, it's just wonderful to see people um, that are in our industry, you know, especially truckies or the backer house yes, or, yes. you know, the lighting guys or, you know, roadies in general, being able to work again. Um because without them, I can't do my gig. You
0: know. Yeah, totally, man. Well, this is this is my favourite part of having musicians in Phil. Because we are, we're opening up the lines on one triple three five three. No other show gives you this much access to favourite Aussie artists. Harley's in Melbourne. You have got Phil Javison here from Grinspoon, man. Ask him anything you want. So, long time fan, Phil. So, you guys
1: have played a lot of. Festivals and obviously shows around the world. What would be your most
0: memorable or favorite moment backstage? I like this one.
1: The most memorable moment backstage at a festival around the world. It's
0: a good God. one. God. That's around the world. That's that's this is... it would, can be a show. Doesn't yeah, it can a be a show.
1: Um, Patrick Daven, the guitarist, quit the band at CBGBs while he was sitting on the toilet. Oh, what a um, venue! What a venue in New York because he played yeah. a bad concert and he was really upset. And he was like, "Oh, I'm too bad." Uh, this is the late nineties. We did a show, so that was a bit cute and sort of funny, but also sad at all at the same time. He was yep. heavily intoxicated. Yeah, um... <laughs> But, you know, I love Pat, and he didn't quit the band, luckily, and then went on to write some really good songs. So thanks for not quitting the band. I remember um, Michael Parisi, who's a, a local record company executive, it would have been backstage at a big day, was telling me that 28 Days were coming up behind us and they're going to overtake us on the highway. And I think I threw a chair at him or something. I disagreed <laughs> with him vehemently at the time. Um, I think, yes, but you know they did do very well that band in the end of it uh I was fairly arrogant back at the time I think <laughs> um but yeah look there's, there's been a bunch of fantastic moments but I think my favorite we we did wave aid um many moons ago or mm. I did wave aid with the with a band called the rights we yeah. did Evie parts 1 2 and 3 and we did a live show at the SCG and, oh man, it would have been—I forget—oh five, oh seven. I can't; my, my memory escapes me. But it was a long time ago now. And the backstage at there was—you know—you had sort of Cave, Nick Cave and Midnight Oil, and you know, you know, Silverchair, and uh, it was just—it was this just kind of like a a big deal. And I, the, that was the last time I saw Heath Ledger as well um, before he passed, and that was a, a beautiful moment. Um, mm. Obviously, Neil Finn was there, so there was this kind of those kind of pinch yourself moments when you're. Backstage at this legendary sporting ground, like the SCG, playing on the hallowed turf of the SCG. Um, so yeah, there's some of my select moments. I think my 28 days moment's my favourite though.
0: Hey, did you you supported Kiss, right? We did. What was that like?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Li- the, the The crowd did not like us very much. Okay, which
0: is okay. we have got our next question. <laughs> hey, Alex in Melbourne, man. You got Phil Jamison here. Ask him anything you want, man. G'day, Phil. A long time fan. Just yes. wanted to know. Look, everyone always talks about the glory stories of touring, but I want to know the biggest stuff up. What was the worst gig, worst show, where yes. everything went wrong or something funny happened?
1: Worst gig, worst show. Yeah. Well, does, it, does the drummer falling off stage, would that, do you, that you think that would, br- I think that qualifies, maybe? Is it, like, that mid-song? It, uh, mid-song. <laughs> oh, no, I think he was, I think he kind of gave up after like three songs in and fell off the back of the stage. <laughs> That would have been a Jeez. stuff up, yeah. Um, I got hit by a a, a VB throwdown. Remember those things? Um, a glass. Th- it was full as well. I've got, I think, ten stitches in my on my scalp. Holy shit! So I got knocked out, and there was blood all through my f- yeah. So that, that that was a you that got knocked the, out. I got knocked out on stage. Yeah. So um, that was a stuff up, I think, not by me. Maybe I was having a particularly bad show. It was in a place <laughs> called Daniloquin. If you have yeah. ever ever want to go uh, and visit, yeah. um, visit a place you know, where they, any... if they're not enjoying the show, they will throw a BB <laughs> throwdown at the singer's head. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're kind of two off the top of my head that I can think about that kind of ended in a reasonable disaster. It both involves us not finishing the gig, though.
0: Cheers <laughs> <laughs> so to your question, Alex. No worries, thanks. Hey, Costas, man, you got Phil Jamison here. I know you're a big fan. You've been texting us more than anything. Go, go for it. Rock royalty in the house. <laughs> how are you, Phil?
1: Good Phil, you morning, Godgers. Mate, how are you? Good to speak to you, mate. How are you going? I'm good. I'm having a Pepsi Max combined with extra um, extra chewing gum. And if That's... you if you combine them together... It's like this crazy sensation. I'm not sure it's actually healthy, but it's uh, probably better than booze at this point in time (laughs) because it's seven in the morning. Um, I always thought that Pepsi Max could do, you know that song by Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back? I thought you could do a great commercial. I'm drinking Pepsi Max. (laughs) You motherfuckers don't know how to act. What? And was your question about good songs that could be commercials? I'm assuming not, Costa. Mate, that's a great sugar hit that I need right now, <laughs> what you just said. It's probably different from the weekend sugar hits. But anyway, <laughs> mate, quick question. Sure. Uh, first of all, I'm a massive fan from um, uh, back in the 90s, actually, Pushing Buttons was the very oh, first I like that. I like that one. EP that I've ever bought. And then I'm a massive fan. I'm a massive fan. And congrats on all your solo stuff. Um, Thank you. Can't wait to hear it. We live in a bit of a PC culture now, but back in the 90s, the social media wasn't around that much. Could you tell us what's the craziest story, uh, you know,
0: that a fan's ever done to you on tour? Oh, a fan. Crazy. Fan There's awesome. lots of crazy a stories fan, yes.
1: on the phone line today, isn't there? Crazy things backstage, crazy things on stage, and crazy things fans do. Um, you pick, you pick. Yes, so I'm not sure, you know... There's an element of crazy that's fun, and there's an also an element that's crazy that's a little bit scary. Um, yes. But um, you know, I think it's it's always nice when like I, I did a tour, I did a, a, a theater a theater production called America Idiot. I'm going to say it was 2018. Let's say it was then, Um and w- there was fans of that particular production that would. You know, those little pop dolls, they'd make, um, you know, you get them at, I think it's EB Games, you know, they kind of like, yeah. they've got the bobblehead thing, yes, so they made, yes. me a, they made me a bobblehead of my character, so I'm, you know, I thought that was absolutely wonderful, and also lots of, like, hand-drawn art um, that I'm actually using, so I, there was a, a really talented artist, that was a long name, Angie, that came to, I think, maybe 40 American <laughs> Idiot shows, Whoa. Um, and she drew this... Uh, incredible hand-drawn piece that I'm using. I'm actually selling air fresheners with my new album. You can pre-order now at philjameson.com.au, <laughs> and um, you get uh, an air freshener which smells like citrus. But on the the actual art on the air fresheners is my the character that, that um, Angie drew of me from The American Idiot. So I don't think that's crazy. I think it's sweet and nice and. You know, it's actually come to some wonderful use as well. So they're my nice kind of... I've got crazy stories, but they're kind of a little bit like... More like AVO-style stories, which we won't go into. <laughs> mate, thank you so much, mate. You're an absolute legend. Thanks, and I, can't, I can't wait to hear more music from you, man. Woo! By the way, your new album, Somebody Else, yes. is absolutely rocking, man. Absolutely rocking. I love thank it. You. Thank you, buddy. So, and, um, you know, always remember, I'm drinking Pepsi Max. <laughs> Yeah, you motherfuckers uh, don't, don't know how
0: to act. Bill, there you go, the Triple M family, love you. They I love that have. guy.
1: He was—he knew pushing buttons.
0: So uh, he was cute. Next time you're in Melbourne, you got shows. I dare say, Costas will be there. Man, it's a celebration every time you're in. Honestly, you're one of the great singer-songwriters. Thank you. This new track's awesome.
1: Thank you very much. I can't
0: right. wait to hear the album. And dude, like every '90s frontman, you just don't age. Uh, I'm <laughs> actually
1: going. Like, I've got Mailspot Baldless baldness just here. No, you.
0: Just don't, here. Don't, no, you don't. I've
1: just noticed that you my don't vanity. Have
0: you look great. I'm
1: gonna get some plugs.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for coming in, Matt. (laughs) Thank
1: you.